0: That's why you go with the Delta SkyMiles Platinum American Express card. If you travel, you know.
1: Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you? Get in touch with technology with Tech Stuff from HowStuffWorks.com. Hi there, everybody. Welcome to Tech Stuff. My name is Chris Paulette. I'm the tech editor here at HowStuffWorks.com. And sitting across from me, as he often does on days such as this one, you know, when we're recording the podcast, because he's my co-host, that would be senior writer Jonathan Strickland. What an intro! (laughs) That was more like, what? An An intro? intro? Yeah. So, uh, you want to talk about some more electronics? No.
0: (laughs) But we're gonna. No, no, no. This is important stuff. Um... So yeah, and, we, it's,
1: and it's interesting stuff. It is it's interesting just, uh, stuff. It's, it's just um, it's
0: it's definitely uh, it's definitely something that that I wish I'd paid more attention to when I was in high school.
1: I understand exactly what you mean.
0: So last time we talked about electronic, uh, the the theory that goes behind electronics, right? Yeah,
1: we we got into uh, well, we started with atoms and and how the negatively charged portion of them, the electron, is the basis of electricity, and we got into how uh, they can use, be used to create circuits and, right. and that some materials resist the flow of electrons and others are uh, particularly good at conducting that right. flow of electrons. And it we talked sense.
0: about Benjamin Franklin, who gave us the whole concept of uh, currents mm-hmm. and described current as moving, uh, as positive particles moving toward the negative. Terminal, which sadly which exactly is the, the opposite. opposite of what is happening, is that we have negative particles moving towards a positive ter- terminal. So current goes one way, electron flow goes the other way, and Benjamin Franklin was a brilliant womanizer. <laughs> I think we also covered that.
1: Well, we didn't use that word.
0: No, no. I think I, I think I called him a gad about town.
1: No, actually you didn't. Oh, well, it was a long time ago. Anyhow... But yeah, we uh, we got into the basic, the very basics of electricity and uh, and how it moves. So now we're going to talk about circuits. Yes, circuits. a little more
0: about circuits. So we described last time a, a circuit as a kind of a pathway for electrons, a a, a complete closed pathway.
1: Um, and, yeah, and electrons actually have to have a pathway for them to flow in the first place.
0: Yeah, they can. Well, I mean, they can flow. Well, well, they can zip around pretty much anywhere. Because, because, uh, think of it this way: plasma. That's an ionized gas. That's a gas in which electrons are zipping around all over the place on their own. They they become stripped from their uh, their respective atoms. But you can't really direct.
1: Yeah, that electron yeah. flow. So I a mean, they can go a, from point A to point. B.
0: Yes, yes.
1: Without so, a circuit.
0: So, the, yeah, the circuit is a way to direct the actual flow of electrons. Um, and you create, it's, it's like creating a, a highway system, really. Yeah. For subatomic particles. So, uh, let's, a very basic circuit would be, you, you let's say take a battery, which has two terminals. Yeah. Positive and a negative terminal. Uh huh. And you attach it to a, a circuit so that you've got a, a, a wire, well, let's say a copper wire,
1: mm-hmm.
0: that connects one end of the battery to the other. Well, that'd be a very, very basic circuit that doesn't actually do anything other than allow the electrons to move from the negative end to the positive end, which means the current is flowing from the positive end to the negative end. That's all it's doing. Wouldn't be doing any work, wouldn't really be interesting. All it would really do is slowly kill your battery as the chemicals within it create the electrons necessary to generate the electron flow. Okay. So clearly that wouldn't be enough. You'd need to do, add some more elements to it. So let's say you were to uh put a um uh no what what would you like to put in in our our basic circuit first and we'll talk about what it does.
1: Okay. Well, um I like got like a know. resistor, a
0: capacitor, um switch anything you
1: want Hit well, me with the, it. the switch is the easy part sure switch B- because uh, it's essentially a gateway yeah. for the circuit
0: yeah so a switch if uh, a switch is just a, a break somewhere in the circuit really uh, where if you open the switch then the pathway is interrupted and so electrons can no longer flow along the path when the switch is closed the pathway is complete and whole and then the electrons can flow freely mm-hmm so there's your switch. That was easy. All right. Hit me with another one. Come on. Come on.
1: <laughs> okay. Res- let's throw a resistor in there.
0: Resistor. Then. All right. So resistors. Um, resistors are this special kind of device that reduces electron flow.
1: Okay. I, t- I tell you what. I tell you what. Before we add the resistor, let's add something to the circuit, like say a light bulb. Okay. So when you you have the battery – and you have a light bulb, and you have the switch, so when you open the switch, the circuit completes, and the flow of electrons goes through the light bulb, and the light bulb comes on but in, then if you throw a resistor in there and it slows down the flow of electrons, then theoretically if i'm not mistaken, the light bulb should dim somewhat,
0: yeah, well, yeah, because the the it reduces the uh it's it's they don't they don't block
1: the flow of electricity no. there's resisting. Yes. I mean, how aptly named can it be?
0: Yeah. And the, you might wonder why you would have a resistor in there, Well, there's lots of reasons. Essentially what you're talking about, whenever you're building any kind of circuit, you're talking about controlling electrons and electrons behave in a very predictable way, but, uh, you may need to throw resistors in there so that you don't overpower a certain part of your circuit. Um, or it may be that, you know, it's really, it's really just, Traffic control is mm-hmm. really what it comes down to. Yeah, is that the the, the amount number and uh, the voltage and current that you are generating may be too great for parts of the circuit, so the resistors are thrown in there as part of uh, traffic control. That's a very simple way of putting it, and it doesn't get all the subtle nuances that uh, that really come along with resistors. But without really getting into uh, uh, really the nitty gritty of electronics, I think it's it, it serves as a basic foundation.
1: Okay, so do you want to talk about capacitors next, since you've already mentioned them? Sure, capacitors. They really kind of don't belong in our circuit, in a way, because I've made too simple a circuit. But, yeah, but... Because uh, you, know, you really wouldn't need a capacitor in this case.
0: No, no, no. But a capacitor is... Uh, its its We we mentioned it in the last podcast, actually, because mm-hmm. we were talking mm-hmm. about capacitance. But a capacitor uh, is... In, what's involved in there is you've got two different plates that are separated by either space or, more likely, some sort of... Uh, insulating material in between the plates. Um, and the plates hold opposite charges. Mm-hmm. And they can store a charge and then eventually they can discharge that charge. So they're, they're kind of like a battery in a way, except that, um, they pretty much discharge
1: all at once. They don't tend to discharge over time. That and, and, uh, <clears throat> This uh, a capacitor is different from a battery in that the battery is actually creating electricity through a chemical reaction, right? And, and the capacitor, capacitor you stores fill it and then, with and then discharges, yeah. yeah, yeah. And uh, capacitors can be polarized,
0: yes, um, as you point,
1: which which would you know permit the flow of electricity in one direction only, right? If you were to reverse the or attempt to reverse the flow of electricity in the other direction, I uh, you don't you don't want to do that. No. Because it would uh, – there's a very, very good chance that it will explode, which is a bad thing.
0: This is why in Star Trek, they always reverse the polarity. I don't know if that's true or not. I just wanted to say it because as soon as you said polarity, that's the first thing I thought of.
1: Well, no, that's, that's – but that is an important thing though. I mean do not uh, – yeah. do not try this at home thing. Don't reverse the uh, the electrical flow through a – a polarized capacitor. And there it are can other, dangerous.
0: there are other, um, capacitors
1: uh, are dangerous in general.
0: There are other, th- yes. We, we did mention this in the, in the last episode as well. A capacitor, since it does store electric charge and then can discharge it very rapidly, uh, can does have the potential to be dangerous. Now, a small capacitor is not really that dangerous. It could deliver a, um, a, a shock and you might even, you know, it might be a shock strong enough for you to feel. Mm-hmm. Uh, but larger capacitors are, are really dangerous and you find them in electronics that are you know, around you right now, probably mm-hmm. things like a, uh, well, old computer monitors, television sets, things like that. They have these capacitors in them that store up a, a pretty deadly charge. And even if the device is not plugged in or turned on at the time, the capacitor can still hold that charge, right? And it could be enough to cause you injury or even kill you. That's true. So, that's another good reason to never really mess around with, uh, with large electronics, even if they're unplugged. And, and, you know, definitely don't do it thinking that you're completely safe from, uh, getting shocked, because that's just not the case. It all depends on what's in that circuitry. So, um, let's see. We talked about capacitors. We've talked about resistors. We talked about switches. There are inducers. Okay. Which again are uh, that's where you would have a, a coil of wire that would induce a magnetic field mm-hmm.
1: um, often used in
0: things like electric electronic motors
1: uh, um, also used in the uh, from what I understand in those uh, devices that sit under the street at traffic lights
0: yeah uh, that that's interesting. you're talking about the the sensors that mm-hmm. can tell if there's a car at a uh, cross like an
1: intersection yeah so it so, knows to turn the left turn light on for example
0: right right so when your car is there if it has not not all intersections have these there are many different ways that uh that traffic uh the different traffic devices use to detect whether or not a car is at a traffic stop some mm-hmm. don't use anything at all it's just a simple timer sure but on other uh traffic stops they the it's on a uh, not just a timed system, but it'll detect whether or not a car is at a particular location, and that will indicate whether or not it needs to turn on a turn signal, or if it needs to just change the the lights so that the uh, traffic can move in a different direction. Mm-hmm. And the way it does this is you have these um, these essentially inducers yeah. underneath the street, and when your car is on top of them, that's a big metal you know big old hunk of metal which can uh, create – it can attract with the, the the magnetic field that's created by the inducers, mm-hmm. generates the electric current, which then runs to the system and tells the system, hey, there's a big honking car here that needs to turn. Maybe we should put on that arrow.
1: Yep. And then there are diodes, yeah, which are another for a form of traffic control because yeah. they only permit electricity to flow in one direction. Right. That's a very useful
0: uh, element to have, especially if you're using – alternating current. I mean, direct mm-hmm. current moves in one direction anyway. Yes. Alternating current, that's when you're starting to look at things like diodes where because of the nature of the current itself, you need to have some sort of element there to direct electron flow properly. Uh, there might be some parts of the circuit that it's all right for the electrons to flow one way versus the other way. There's no real difference. And then there mm-hmm. are other parts where you may need a diode there to
1: act as kind of a traffic stop. Do you uh do you want to briefly mention light emitting diodes LEDs? Yes. Um so because they are a form of diode. Yeah, it's a form of
0: diode. It's the little lights that you see in lots of different things like yep. you know my my phone has an LED yeah at the top that indicates whether or not I've missed a call. By the way, it's probably going to vibrate any second now as it tells me that I'm supposed to uh to be uh researching for tweet of the week. Oh, okay. But um yeah, there are uh, other you know, light emitting diodes that you see all over the place. There are televisions that use light emitting diodes, um, as the way to generate a picture. It's, uh, pretty common technology. It's, and it's very, very simple at the heart of it, but it's, uh, it's a definite important component.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: But, uh, you also have
1: transistors. Okay. Which
0: are really important. They can act as both switches and amplifiers. Right. And again, this is, a uh, more of an alternating current kind of thing, but this, transistors are, are really that forms the basic of things like the the microprocessor um, technology that we all have come to depend upon when it comes to things like you know computers and smartphones and mp3 players things like that
1: otherwise they'd be giant because we'd be still using vacuum tubes right for so that purpose
0: yeah transistor yeah. effectively takes the yeah. takes the place of a a vacuum tube, but it is again another traffic control system, and also, like I said, an amplifier. So you may need to um, amplify the the flow of electrons in order to make your electronics work properly. Transistors can do that, and uh, they've gotten incredibly small over the years. Mm-hmm. Like if you ever see a picture of the first transistor, it's a, a large object. I mean, it's it's clunky looking, um, and you know it It definitely does not look elegant at all today, you have transistors that are measured in nanometers,
1: yes, and uh those are really really teeny,
0: yeah, one billionth of a meter, I believe that is very, very small, so these transistors now you can find billions and billions of them to quote Carl Sagan on a single processor chip, or at least more than a billion um that's it's it's it boggles my mind, I don't know about anyone else's, but to think that there are all these teeny tiny uh, switches now in this case we're talking about digital circuits as opposed to analog ones, but yeah. um, I mean that's all solid state yeah stuff so so and before we I, now that we've talked about some basic elements I mean there are more that we could talk about, but I also wanted to talk about the different uh, the three different types of of basic circuitry you've got your basic circuit which is just a simple pathway okay you've got your circuit in series ah uh, yes and mm-hmm. you have your parallel circuits okay I'm done talking about them now. You are done no, talking no, about them? Uh, so, I was going to say. <laughs> so a basic circuit, you would have uh, a pathway that leads to whatever element that you're trying to power. Right. Whether it's a light bulb or what. Let's stick with light Stick bulb, with the light bulb. Because it's a okay. very simple example. Okay. So with a basic circuit, you would have, say, a battery that's providing – I'm just going to be arbitrary here. Mm-hmm. Let's say three volts okay. of, uh, of electricity. And the, the electricity is flowing through – uh, and powering this one light bulb, um, when it gets to the other side, you've got zero volts because the 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 light bulb is consuming that voltage. All right, The it's all the pressure is going to the light bulb. Okay, got it. Yeah. Now let's say that you hook up a second and third light bulb to that same circuit. So now you've got three light bulbs in series, uh-huh. a series
1: of light bulbs. Right. But so the so what you're saying is the electrons flow. Into the first light bulb and out of the first light bulb to the second. Right. So it's, you know, going through a series of light bulbs one, then two, then three.
0: Yes. Now, all three of those light bulbs will light, Mm -hmm. but they'll each be one third as bright as the one light bulb basic circuit would be.
1: So light bulb one is going to be the brightest.
0: No, no, no. All three will be the same. Brightness. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. But they I'm sorry. They're sharing. One third. Yes, they're sharing. Yes, they're all sharing. sharing bandwidth. The, exactly.
1: So you're so. Sorry. That's so, what I was thinking at, at, at first. And then I, that's. Yeah. When you said that, I interpreted it differently. I, yeah. I apologize.
0: It was probably the way I worded it. Circuit number one would be three times as bright as circuit number two. Circuit number two would have three times as many lights, but each light would be one
1: third as bright as the. On the first circuit, so essentially they're they're having to share the same number of electrons, yeah. being generated by the two. I'm assuming two batteries because we were saying three volts. That's you know the average, say, double A battery would be one and a half volts. So,
0: right. I'm going to say yes. <laughs> so, so let's let's talk about that part. I do know. And now parallel circuits. Okay. Uh, so a series circuit that's kind of easy to to imagine because you're talking about a loop. With three light bulbs along the loop. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're talking talking about a parallel circuit, you're talking about let's think of a, a large loop, all right? Mm-hmm. That starts from the battery, loops out, and then comes back to the battery. So on the far edge, there's one light bulb. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then you you bisect the loop with like a shortcut, essentially.
1: Ah, got I see. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: All right. Along that shortcut, you have a light bulb, and then you have maybe let's say that. It's like one third the distance out to the uh, to the edge, and then two thirds of the distance out to the edge. You have a, another shortcut. So essentially, you've got three pathways that all connect to one major circuit from the positive end of the battery to the negative end of the battery.
1: Right. I got this. It. Is this
0: is hard to imagine? It's it's a lot easier if you guys look up what a parallel circuit looks like. It's kind of hard to explain, but in this case. Uh, You've got uh, you, you know it, it's a little different. It's not you're, you're going to have the a third of the the uh, the current going through each um, light bulb. Okay, the right. voltage remains the same. Okay, the current will be one third. So in the series, you're talking about the voltage reducing each time it goes through a light bulb, but the current would remain uh, uh, constant. Okay. In parallel, the current is reduced. The voltage remains constant.
1: Okay. Right. So the,
0: the pressure is the same. The current is decreased. Yeah, it's a little difficult to, <laughs> to imagine. I just tried – by the way, listeners, just so you know, I, wanted, I want this in the interest of full disclosure. I just attempted to create an analogy and I got so bogged down in my analogy that I just told Liz to cut that. So if she hasn't cut that, she's been a very bad Liz. But Liz is awesome, so I know she will cut it. Okay. Okay. But yeah, so basic series parallel. And here's the thing, is that the, the different elements we talked about, like resistors and, uh, and uh, things of that nature, capacitors, they all behave differently depending on whether the circuit is in parallel or is in series. Um, and it's not always intuitive, until you really get a, a, a real firm grasp on what each element is doing. Uh, That's why electronics is, is a pretty complex subject in general and very difficult for me to talk about in particular. <laughs> if you would like to speak about Middle English literature, that would be awesome because <laughs> I could let my brain rest.
1: <laughs> All right, then. Let's see. Um, trying to go through my notes. Here, because you've touched on just about everything I had. Well,
0: we have I, we've was, covered.
1: I mean, without getting into to a lot of uh, heavy duty stuff like doping and semiconductors. Yeah, I and, think
0: I think that would be a good uh, stuff to save for the third part. We're we're want, getting we're getting up there in time
1: now, anyway. And um, integrated circuits too, right? Because integrated circuits are very important, especially for a lot of the stuff that we use. In our uh, in our homes today,
0: I think we can a lot save of stuff that. For, we talk about normally. Yeah, we can save that for Electronics Three, where we'll talk specifically about the kinds of circuits that uh, we use in computers. Because a lot of the stuff we've been talking about with resistors and switches, things like that, um, most of that deals with physical circuitry that you would find in a
1: coffee pot. Yeah, even right. Yeah, I mean this is this is this is simple stuff. I mean, once you get into the the heart of a computer or an electronic device, um, even it seems like simple simple electronic devices now all have chips in them with tons and tons of transistors on them and all kinds of different things, which is wonderful because it makes them very sophisticated. But it also is uh, makes it very difficult to talk about how they're wired.
0: <laughs> right? Yeah. But we'll we'll tackle uh, digital circuitry in a future sure, podcast, sure. which that'll be and you know, we've talked a little bit about it before with microprocessors and things like that mm-hmm. and I'm actually on fairly firm ground with that uh, it's funny cuz uh, you think about it this this basic electronic stuff which really should be the foundation of my knowledge for things like microprocessors um i kind of skipped that and went straight to the microprocessors and uh it
1: shows yeah <laughs> well um yeah i mean there there are plenty of other little Things we could talk about too, like thermistors and photoresistors, and sure.
0: I mean, we could talk about like microphones, which take a physical element, convert it into electricity, send that electricity through a circuit, which then eventually makes its way to a speaker, which then converts the electric electrical signal into a physical signal again. Yeah. I mean, that's that's really a, when we're talking about when we say that electricity does work. That's kind of the work it it could do. Yeah. Like it it can take sound waves, convert it into electrical impulses send it to a speaker, which then converts it back into sound waves. Pretty cool stuff.
1: Yeah, you know, the process of changing uh, one type of energy to the other. Right. Transduction.
0: Yeah, so alternating to direct, is that what you're talking about? Well, Uh, you
1: know, like transducers specifically. Yeah, yeah, okay.
0: And then, again, talking about transformers, about uh, changing the voltage from high voltage to low or vice versa. Uh, Yeah, there are a lot of elements we can get into. So we'll probably be doing these electronics uh, updates occasionally for the rest of our natural lives. <laughs>
1: well, if you have something specific too that you'd like us to talk about um, with regard to electronics, please let us know.
0: Yeah, write us um, an email. Our address is techstuff at com, and we will be glad to tackle it, um, especially if we can have enough time to make sure we understand it before we yeah. start talking about it. Yeah,
1: um, you know, anything from, uh, you know, from some of the stuff that we've already mentioned, you know, motors, um, you know, changing mechanical – I mean electro, electrical energy into mechanical energy, all sorts of stuff like that that we haven't we haven't yet gotten to. If there's something in specific you'd like to know about, please let us know.
0: Yeah, if you want to know, uh, you know, how Benjamin Franklin was able to win over the ladies, that's, that's more of a stuff you miss in history class. But you know what? Um, I'm willing that, to look into it.
1: That That is part of the – the uh, uh, that, that also involves chemistry and, you know, attracting
0: – Yeah. And, that's also getting into science then because now you're starting to sound like a quark. Yeah. All right. Well, that wraps this up. <laughs> How's that for a, for an outro, which a word that does not exist? All right, guys. Uh, thanks so much for listening. Hope this wasn't too dry for you. We decided to try and tackle it because we talk about electronics all the time and we kind of take for granted exactly what goes into making them work. And, again, we're just hitting the basics now. We haven't even really gotten into uh, the specifics. I mean, I'm sure you've all noticed. So uh, stick with us. We're going to do some more of these in the future. We're going to take a break uh, from doing them in the in the near future and do some stuff that makes our brains um, hurt a little less. <laughs> so stick with us, and we will talk to you again really soon.
1: For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com. And be sure to check out the new Tech Stuff blog, now on the HowStuffWorks homepage.
0: Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you? Nissan's SUV has the capabilities to take you where you want to go. Learn more at NissanUSA.com.